Brian Jump. Welcome to the Chasing the Chorus podcast, where I discuss music topics like history, performance, philosophy, and education. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be continuing my conversation with Johnny Southern, the bass player and singer from West Virginia. Today we tackled a touchy subject concerning the future of music and the future of music performance. As you'll hear, we both seem to be quite pessimistic about these futures. Despite the heavy subject matter, we managed to have a lighthearted and fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, I bring you Johnny Southern. Johnny, thanks for coming on the podcast again. Thanks for having me, Brian. Great to be here. Are you ready for our weekly fireside music chat? Fireside music chats with Brian and Uncle Johnny. Well, the warm glow of a fireplace might make the pain of today's topic less acute. And that topic is the demise of music, at least the way that we know it now. Are we going to start doing a podcast about, like, carpentry then? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. In any case, I think this demise is best understood through the concept of the empty room. So what I want to ask you is, are there any happy angles here? Are there any pros to counteract the obvious cons of playing to an empty room? Well, the pros, obviously. You can't... uh you can try out your new stuff because nobody's there to judge you. It's a chance to maybe break out something you've never tried on stage. And you can talk your buddies into it, taking that big risk. It's really about how you're looking at it. Yeah, when I see an empty room, I see a rehearsal space. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, maybe maybe you're going to split $30 after, after rehearsal's over. Sometimes I wish they just wouldn't hand me that $30. Yeah, probably. It does, it's almost insulting, isn't it? These three hours of original music you played tonight, you must have been working on that for the better part of a decade. Here's $30. Yeah, so what is the value of a musical performance? What is it that you want from a live experience? I mean, do you go to see original bands yourself? Just this summer, I, I will have seen Imagine Dragons and Radiohead. That's, that's pretty out there. But no, on a typical year, I don't see anyone live. You're what right. What about local music in Fairmount? There, I mean, no. There's nothing to see there. I'm the only guy in town. I'm just kidding. It seems that unless you're very lucky or very tenacious, you're almost certainly going to end up playing to empty rooms. Probably been that way forever, man. There's only so much room for people to scrape out a living. And with now that, you know, now you can just push a button. Nowadays, we're competing with clickbait. Oh, God. You were right. It's dead. All right, I'm going home. There has to be a way for this art form to take a next step and be carried on. It can't die, right? Yeah, it's going to evolve into something. Its next step is probably to evolve into visual, audio, maybe even physical stimulation from. Is that what's next? Musical BJs? What's next might be brain stimulation through neural implants, like Elon Musk's Neuralink technology, which will be operated via AI and may be able to augment or enhance the emotional experience of listening to music. Oh, your brain. Yeah, I went directly to the penis when I thought about stimulation. Well, you might be able to have sexual stimulations simulated by Neuralink that are timed to the music. Yeah. Maybe you can even relive high school as the captain of the football team. Maybe. Yeah. Is that, I mean, I guess, oh, dude, I want to meet the person who has their first opportunity to, to go 
BR out of this world, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to relive high school, God damn it, and things are going to be different this time. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that's probably Musk's primary objective here. Right. Well, Elon Musk probably would like to go back and redo high school. I bet it was a painful experience for him. So where do you imagine the future taking the three-minute pop song? Do you think people have the patience for this format any longer? That's what I was going to say is it's, it's going to get shorter, I guess. Well, that's where it started, right? The pop songs from the 50s and 60s were like two minutes, right? Right. Well, that, I mean, and I look back on that as the good old days, man. Like I really, when I started writing songs, I was like in, out, two minutes. And you were like, it should have a bridge. And I'm like, fuck your bridge. Almost all of our band songs came in under three minutes. Yeah, that, that's, and then, yeah. No, on the flip side of it, you, I, I like jam band shit, too. I like a good 26-minute jam instrumental, you know it's what I mean? It's certainly fun live. Yeah, but not for people who are just breathing through their mouths and thinking about Kentucky Fried Chicken or whatever the hell they think about. You I've know what said I mean? it before, but it's worth repeating here. FEMA should ping your smartphone whenever there's a jam band in the area. You're right. <laughs> you know, so you can seek shelter. <laughs> yep. Like your phone goes off and you're like, it was an 88% chance of pretension coming out of the strip district tonight. With <laughs> Be sure to head in the opposite direction. Yes. There's a guy who thinks that his lyrics are out of this world and it turns out he's a jackass. There's certainly a shocking indifference to art and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. I don't want to be the guy who's going, I didn't make it because you're dumb. You couldn't handle how brilliant I am. And it upsets you. So why do you keep doing it? I have to do it. I have to try to keep creating something. And even if it's just, uh, you know, some digital files that my kids get to never listen to, that maybe, you know, they'll be like, let's look in the attic. Maybe great-grandkids would be like, oh, great-grandpappy Southern did this. Oh, my God, you know. Well, it's good to have some sort of outlet. I know that my creative efforts aren't super popular judging by the view and play counters. But I have to keep putting myself out there. I still keep making things. Making podcasts, writing articles, right. putting out videos of my performances, etc. I keep doing this even though I have a small audience. Nobody gives a fuck. You know what I mean? Because you can go onto YouTube and just watch a monkey punch a fucking bear in the balls for seven that hours. sounds awesome. Know? Right. I mean, how are you going to compete with that? I find myself with headphones, lying on the couch, watching kiss videos of just Paul Stanley screaming at the audience about how Yeah, there's so many things out there. It's good though, because content like that which we are creating here has the capacity to be compelling. There's people out there who connect with this material. We just have to find them. Yeah, that's important. That's I mean Right now it just seems that music is losing out to other forms of entertainment. So what do you think the future of music holds? Do you think we're in the midst of its devolution? I don't think there's a devolution to the whole thing. I just think that it has so much more competition. I mean, a hundred years ago, all you had was an acoustic guitar and a fiddle. You you ever think about maybe they should turn off all the electricity on Earth? You ever consider that? Just like a couple months a year. Yeah, lots of people in hospitals would likely die. Well, not at hospitals. I guess it's inevitable that most most of your common citizenry over the next 50 years is going to spend 
an inordinate amount of their lives on their fat asses plugged into something stupid. This is my favorite podcast so far. I, I, I like the way this is going. If no one's going to listen, we might as well have an unpretentious conversation. Man, you're like Eeyore of podcasts tonight. Hey, like, look, it's Feel Bad for Me, Barry. <laughs> so, what, we need to back up, obviously. What, what were we talking about? Oh, the death of music. Yeah, or at least its downfall. The ironic thing is that most people love music, or at least say that they do. Right. Yeah, I mean, most people say they love their parents. I mean, I don't know. that You can't say you love music and then go to a show and scream on your goddamn phone the whole time somebody's performing, okay? You don't love music. You don't love anything. That's a good one. It's true, I've too. Encou- I've encountered that guy. Yeah. The loud talker at the bar, the person who is speaking at a volume designed to rival the performers. Yeah, there should be a special realm in hell for that scoundrel. Right, someone who, who can get up there with you on your microphone. That, that guy, yeah, he's out there. My favorite person out there. Oh, let's talk about stereotypical people at shows. I'd love to. I love, and I say this a lot at, when I'm playing out, I'm like, all right, if you want to come up and tell a joke or something, uh, we can do that. Uh, we don't really do karaoke or anything, and I just want to say for the record that Bobby McGee girl I know you're out there, and there's no fucking way you're coming onto my stage tonight and pretending you can sing Bobby McGee. Bobby McGee girl is a horrible girl. Don't be Bobby McGee girl. Don't jump on the stage all drunk and out of your mind, stupid. Bobby McGee because I can sing. Right after your conversation with Bobby McGee girl ends, you know who walks up and begins talking to you? I knew. It's Gear Man Steve. <laughs> so what kind of guitar are you playing? Oh, yeah. You should see the one I have at home. It's an Excalibur 5000G. It's a little bit better than yours. And I'll say, yeah, I'm sure it is. And I just don't care. But then he goes on this long spiel about all of his amps and pedals. Uh, the bad thing is you know everything you're using. And I never did. Gear guy would come up to me and be like, what kind of bass is like? I'm like, a five string. <laughs> like, no, but what is it? I'm like, silver. And they're like, what are you? I'm like, I don't know how to change the strings, jackass. I'm just real good at playing it. Oh, Gear Guy Steve. Dear Gear Guy Steve. Gear Guy Steve. That's a teardrop jazz pick. I have 12 of those. Here's the thing, Gear Guy Steve, or anyone else who wants to have this conversation. I don't care about gear at all. I have gear that's pretty nice, but it's purposeful. And that's where the conversation ends, as far as I'm concerned. I wish I could go back and maybe sit down with a few of those people and be like, you know what, Gear Man Steve, I don't know what kind of bass this is. Gear Man Steve. Let's find out together. Together. Let's go on an, an amazing, knowledgeable journey. I don't know what kind of bass this is. Ask Brian. Brian, what kind of bass it's is this? It's an Ibanez. Stop talking to me. Thanks for coming, Barry. <laughs> I mean, Steve. Uh, nobody listens to my podcast. Oh, Barry. Have you been there the whole time? Uh, but Bobby McGee, girl, you know who you are. And you're you're a terrible person. You should and be ashamed guy, of yourself. Your guy, Steve, you're not a terrible person. But come on, man. I don't know. Drunken imbecile Pete? Yeah. Just a multiple request person? Yeah, oftentimes he is. You you want me to play a song? Write it down on a $20 bill. Yeah, multiple request person often has a bad attitude. Here's how it almost always goes down. Yeah, sorry, I don't know that one. Do you have any other requests? And they're like, oh man, come on, you don't know Magic Carpet Ride? And then you end up 
try attempting a song you have no idea how to play, you butcher it, and they want to fucking kill you. Or they just look at you with vague disappointment. Yeah. I guess a greater musician would have handled that request with ease and expertise. Perhaps you are familiar with play every song ever, Paul. I don't know. He's not going to work out. Anyway. There's also conversation pushing while I'm performing, Katie. With other people or with you? With me while I'm in the middle of a guitar solo. Oh, (laughs) Now's not the best time to be talking to me. I've never had that happen. Are you serious? It happens all the time to me. All of a sudden, the wedding planner decides that now is the time to talk to me. She had ignored me for 45 minutes before I started playing, but now she needs to tell me something important. Did she just let you sit there, Barry? (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, I just had to look at this woman with the most incredulous face I could muster. You've got to be kidding me. You must see that I'm busy right now. (laughs) She doesn't know. Well, at that moment, she has to learn. I agree. You should wait till after the song's over if you want to talk to the musician. They, They don't respect us. That's for sure. No one has any idea what we're doing. People just think I'm gifted or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you only do that because you can. I'm like, no, I fucking practice my dick off. Yeah, no one's born with musical expertise. I played the world's first umbilical chord bass solo. I'm sure that was breathtaking. Well, let's just try to gather our thoughts here. Put a bow on this. What have we discussed? The demise of music. So yeah, how about uh, the plight of the original artist? The plight of the original artist and the pain of the empty room. Well, not just that. It's a daily kick in the nuts. It's like, good morning. I'm just going to go ahead and take three steps back, come a-running at you, and kick you in the balls. That's how we're getting out of bed this morning. You're going to be sorry. You're going to wash dishes like a douche for the whole day and then go out with your dishpan hands and try to play bass guitar for four hours. Good luck, you fucking piece of shit. Meet Dishpan Handy, bass player extraordinaire. I'm a Dishpan Handy. It's my five-string bass. I'm not famous because of you idiots. Oh my god, this guy put a piece of crackling oat bran on a brick. He's a genius. Well, on that note, I think we should wrap it up, Johnny. This has been a good conversation. An important one, I think. I agree. And I'd like to thank our guest, Barry. Steve, uh, Bobby, Kate, and Handy. You know what? This has been depressing, and I'm going to drive home now. Think about why you idiots don't like me. Well, I think it's been pretty good. Thanks again for coming on the podcast, Johnny. Thanks for having me, Brian. Bye, everybody. Until next time. Thanks, guys.